Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Amen. Come on. That's how it works. That's how you work it. They say, well, I like, well, how do you, where do you come up with these scriptures, Pastor Chris? In the Bible, man. Where do you get yours? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, they don't, people don't, here, look, look over here. You want to see it? Here, look. Look at, look, I'm going to throw, Ash, I'm going to throw a curveball for you here. Go to Hebrews 1.14, say this real quick, and then we're going to go, because I'm going to make time today. Okay, while the ushers here. Look up there, Hebrews 1.14. She'll get it. Okay, read it. Look, on this, look at the Bible. I'm teaching you the Bible. This is not like, you know, I don't know, cooking class or whatever. This is Bible <laughs> class, right? This is, where do I come up with this stuff, Ma? I don't know. They, did, they asked me 105 questions. The Bible. I read the book. I read the book. Do you read it? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth from near to them who are what? Shall be heirs of salvation. salvation. Are you an heir of salvation? Yes, I am. Does that mean, are you saved? Yep. That makes you an heir? Yes. You going to heaven? Yes. Are you an heir of salvation? Yes. So what are, what are angels now? Ministering spirits. Are they not all ministries sent forth to minister for them? Go put your angels to work. I didn't even know I had angels to put to work. There you go. When's the last time you told them to go do something? You got lazy angels. Wow. <laughs> sitting in heaven waiting for something to do. Someone have been sitting up there for a decade doing nothing, waiting for you to do something. Just like, you know, doing little things for you. Putting them to work every day. Say, thanks, angels. Go, do my, go get my stuff. Go do this. Go do that. Put them to work. Well, I didn't even know I was allowed to say that. I just gave you the power to say that. I just gave you scriptural proof. Say it. Amen. Thank God every day. See it? Where did I find that? In the Bible. Ain't that cool? Yep. Ministry of spirits for what? For the heir of salvation. Woo! That's you. You're an heir of salvation. Get up and tell them. Let's go. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're in this brand new rules of reaping. Go to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, as far as I am concerned, is the most important chapter in the whole Bible. He said, if you could figure out the parable in Mark chapter 4, you could change your life forever. Amen? I am so excited that you get this thing today. We're talking about rules of reaping, and I want to talk to you about this. Have you ever really wanted everlasting change for your life? Amen? This is not just a financial place. This is about whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Have you ever wanted lasting change that lasts forever, that changes your life? I want to change my thinking. I want to change my vocabulary. I want to change family situations. I want to change the dynamics of my life. I want to change. How many are looking for everlasting change in some areas in your life? Well, there's only one real true way to produce it, and that's with the power and the principles of seed. Now, change will last for a season if you do it another way, but it won't last forever. That's the thing that I think the body of Christ has to be careful of. Here's the new thing that's going to, you know, it's like, it's like the infomercial, you know, like the, mid, the late night infomercial. Like, here's the miracle treadmill. All you got to do is get on it, and you're going to lose 150 pounds in 60 days. Here's Bob who did it. And you're like, you are so baloney in it. This is ridiculous. You might all know that thing ain't going to work like the other 90 days. But what does everybody do? Buy 9,000 of these things because why? I just want to get the next thing that could change my life. Right. Come on, right? Yeah. And Christians, you guys do the same thing. Here's the brand new revelation that's going to set your life ablaze. Oh, you fireproofed it. You, yeah, I don't know, we war-roomed it. You took all your shoes out of your closet, jacked up your whole closet, and you ain't been in that closet in six years. Come on, stop. Cut it out. Get to the Word of God. There ain't no new revelation, because trust me, it's already been in the book. Ain't new or nothing about it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If it's going to work, you got to face off with the Word of God and put it to work. Amen. But when you get tired of status quo Christian, have you had enough? Are you ready to change? Are you ready to transform? Are you ready? Because ain't no other way around it, man. You can't get success with God without following God's system. It don't work. And he said, if you can figure out Mark chapter 4, you can figure out everything 
And that book, because it's all based on seed principle. Okay? So now here's the thing. We've got to look at it and go, all right, what's to say about it? And a lot of you know a little bit because I've taught you this stuff, but this stuff's good stuff. So I'm going to read it, though. I want to read it in a passion. It reads a little bit different. Look at Mark chapter 4, and we're going to go to verse 3. Okay? And he starts talking in the parable. And parables are like riddles for people that don't want to know. That's really what it's about. Yeah, that's the best way for me to say it. It's a riddle of the people that don't really want to know what God's saying. They're just trying to be, be stubborn with it right. or not, not humbled enough. See, but he wants you to re- understand the mysteries of the kingdom and understand these parables. And sometimes when he's talking to people, they're like, what is he saying? So Jesus explains it to him and he says, look, you're supposed to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Right. Them jokers ain't supposed to know nothing because they don't really want to know, but you should know. And here's how this works. Every principle of this kingdom works to save. Look, it says, consider a farmer went out to sow seeds. He cast the seed. Some fell down a beaten path. Birds came and ate it. Others fell on the gravel. Topsoil sprouted. Didn't have no depth. Couldn't make it. Some grew in hot. Heat got scorched. Didn't work. Some fell upon the thorns. Didn't work. No produce, no grain. But some came and served 30, 60, 100 fold. Watch this. If you understand this, you better respond to it. Watch what he says in verse 10. Afterwards, Jesus went. And one a little further, and they asked him. They said, how in the heaven are we supposed to know this stuff? Look at verse 11. The privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm has been granted to you, but not to the others, where everything is revealed in parables. For even when they see, they don't see. They don't know. They don't understand. They hear. They don't get it. Because why? They're not in a place of where they receive forgiveness. But for you, it's everything for you to understand the parable of the sower. Look what he says in verse 14. Let me explain. The farmer sows the word as seed. The whole thing is about, he likens the word of God. Now, get this. He likens the word of God as seed. The sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside. Now, go slow. What is he talking about? He's not talking about seeds. He's talking about the word of God. Okay? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So he's saying every time the word of God's being preached, the sower is sowing the word. So now let me ask a question. Well, who's the soil? You are. I'm sowing the word, but guess what you are? You the soil. You're the dirt. Look at your neighbor say, you good dirt? Look at your neighbor say, you good dirt? Look at the other guy in back, you say, dirt don't hurt. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, man. It's the truth. Are you ready for me? It's the truth. He said, I sow the word. But your heart is the soil. And if your heart ain't right when you hear the word, you become a rejecter. And now this book can't work for you, even though it's got the power to change your world. Ain't that something? Because it's all about a seed and the potential of seed can transform your life. But if you're a rejecter of seed, I'm going to ask a question. If I took a seed and left it on that on that pulpit over there, can it grow? Can't do nothing till you stick it in the ground. You see it? So what are you doing with seed? You better put it in the ground because look what that Bible said. It's a seed book. You see it? It's Mark chapter 4, man. And you say, oh, okay, well, how do I get lasting change? You plant it like a seed and leave it in your heart. Where does it go? How do I do it? What happens when I hear? How does this work? What's the process? What's the principles? How, how, how do I know how? How do I know when? What's it likened to? The word of God. Oh, it's just going to happen. Then we're blaming God. God, you didn't do it. God's like, you didn't plant it. Can you imagine walking in my backyard? I say, hey, you want to come see my tomatoes? Come in the backyard. You go in my backyard, there ain't no tomatoes. Go, where are they? Well, I didn't plant no seed. They're just going to instantly show up? You think I'm off my rocker, wouldn't you? You're like, well, you got to plant something in the ground, bro. If you don't got nothing in the ground, it can't grow. Oh, I thought they were just going to show up. Wouldn't do that anywhere else. Why you think, well, the Bible's mine. Yes and amen. Yeah, but if you guess what? It's a seed book. Yes and amen to every promise in the book. But if you don't take the seed of the promise and put it in your heart, you're not going to grow it in your life. So who got the responsibility? You or God? You do. So what kind of seed you got in you? I don't know which ones you put in you. Your heart is the garden for God. See, everybody's blaming God. Like, God, why didn't you do it? God's like, why didn't you plant it? I give you the power and potential of seed to transform your life. Why haven't you put that seed in your heart? Because you know what happens is? We're rejectors. You know what I mean by a rejector? This is what happens. I read the scripture to you. You hear the scripture from your favorite preachers. Should be me. But next. 
Just leave it alone. That's a little bit for all you other people. I know you got some favorites, but cut it out, right? So they come, and you hear it, and you go, oh, great. But that little Bible verse compared to your big problem doesn't look that big. And instead of getting excited about that Bible verse, you're more focused on the problem and forfeit the seed that has the potential to grow to change your life. Inside a seed is the potential to grow a tree. It just don't look like no tree, and it's what? Infancy stage, just like that word of God. He likened the word of God as in the seed. So now I got to ask myself, what kind of seed? What kind of, what, what's grow? Here, write this down. What's growing in the garden of your heart? Yeah, you know how the weeds come? Wrong, wrong ideas. And the enemy plants weeds with wrong suggestion. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, look, he said the seeds show up and the wheat shows up and the tares show up. He said, you start getting in all that, you got to wait till harvest time. But how did you get negative seeds? Negative seeds produce negative trees. Everybody that spoke all that nonsense over your life, negative, that seed that you took and now you got this image you live out of, is, is, those seeds are wrong. The only seeds that need to be in your heart are the seeds that God's word agree with. So somebody told you you were stupid when you were three, and now you've been walking around the rest of your life thinking you're dumb. You ain't dumb. They were dumb. Amen. Somebody told you you were ugly. Somebody told you you ain't going to be like this. Somebody told you that. Somebody gave you some negative seed. You put it in the garden. Of your heart. You, let me explain something to you. The devil's smart, man. Right. He knows the power and potential of seed better than we do. and That's why he brings lies. Right. So you could get a lie and go, oh, I believe the lie. Put it in the garden of your heart. Now live out of that fruit for the rest of your life, even though it's a lie. That's how he got Adam in the garden. Adam, you want to be like God? The joker was God. He didn't know it. And next thing he did, he undid. You know how he got, man, the devil can't defeat you. He's got three sources of problems. Thoughts, write it down. Thoughts, ideas, suggestions. That's the only weapons he's got. He can't beat you in a fight. He don't know how to fight you like that. You're anointed. You understand? Not a physical fight. You know what I'm saying? You can't, he can't win you here. He can't win you here. He can't win you here. But thoughts, he's got thoughts, ideas, suggestions. Adam, you want to be like God? Thought, idea, suggestion. That's all he's got. Now you know what he needs? He needs your faith to destroy you. You empower his lies and create your own defeat. He ain't got faith. He's faithless. The devil's faithless, man. You, the joker's a liar. So he has suggestion, bringing it to your imagination, and if you accept it, it can now become your. I can do all things through Christ. If you don't believe you can, you believe in a lie, you're going to be deficient in what you can produce, not because God has not given you the ability, but because we did not take the what? The strength of faith and make it the ability we walk in. You see it? Did you pull it in? It's a lot of thinking in here. So he's got thoughts, ideas, suggestions. They're seeds. If you put that seed in your heart, a wrong idea, a wrong thought, a wrong suggestion, it'll now become your reality, even though it's a lie. How many of you grew up in God and thought you were supposed to be sick, thought you were supposed to be broke, thought you were supposed to, had all these nonsensical ideas until you read the Bible and go, so it could be some preaching too. That's why I do not limit you by what I know. That's why I never preach my opinion. I will give you my opinion in private, publicly, I will not give my opinion. And if I do give you my opinion, I will tell you this is my opinion. I just tell you what the Bible says. Yes. I, I don't need to interpret it. It interprets itself. Amen. Mark chapter 4. You want to see it? Look, you want to know what? Let's read it, Let's read it in, the, in the Passion because it reads a little simple. Look at verse 14. He said what? He said, let me explain. Okay, nobody does better explaining than God. What? The farmer sows the word as a seed. So now he likens the word of God as a seed and the seed as a word of God. So think about a seed. I'm going to give you five powerful tools today to help you hang on to this thing. If the word of God is likened to a seed, what am I doing with the seed when I hear it? Or what am I doing with the word when I hear it? Because obviously a seed needs to be planted. Am I planting it? Good one. How do I plant it? What do I do? How do I water it? What do you do with a natural seed? Come on, guys. I told you the kids did that school project. They got all excited. You put it in the dirt. Three hours later, they thought something grew. They ran outside. There's nothing there. <laughs> Hello? Right? Oh, it takes time to produce, does it now? So why are you freaking out in three weeks when you don't see nothing growing out of the word of God you got in your heart? 
You ever see those big redwood trees? That's a little seed. You ever hear one of them? You ever hear a tree grow? No. Day and night, he don't know how, it just grows. Everything grows. But how, let me ask you a question. If you stuck a seed in the ground that took six months to develop, would you freak out in two months if nothing happened? You would trust the process. Some of the seeds that you get from the word of God are going to take time. They're not going to grow like weeds. They might take a couple years to grow. Don't quit on thinking the growing process is taking place just because you've got to walk by sight. You ain't supposed to walk by sight. We're supposed to walk by faith, baby. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on. You got to get the pride. Oh, I like it. Oh, a seed goes in the ground. You don't freak out when it doesn't instantly happen. Look what it says in 15. Watch. Check it out. Uh, what? And what falls on the beaten path, those who hear the word, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their heart. Right? Now, go to the King James because it reads a little simpler. I want you to see this, right? So then we're going to go. She's going to put 15, 14 and 15 in the King James. It'll read a little different, so I want you to see it because it explains it. And, and this is what you see. It's like, the sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside. They hear the word. They get all excited. But immediately after their excitement wears off, they get offended. Right. These are those by the wayside where the word is preached. Everybody say the word being preached. The word being That's preached. being sown. Right? Yes. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Well, why does he come and take away the word that was sown in their heart? We're going to get there in a minute. Look at 16. How can he even do it? These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness. But after what? After they have no root themselves, so endure for time. After when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. And what happens? What? None of these are what? The ones. Oh, you got New King James. You're supposed to be in King James. No problem, though. They are the ones who hear the word and what? They get all excited about it, but they quit on it. Why? Because immediately you get all excited when you hear it, and then what do you do? You run outside, and here comes pressure. And pressure shows up, and the moment pressure shows up, affliction and persecution are pressure. Now you got this word, and now you got pressure, and what's the first thing you think when pressure shows up? I must be doing something wrong, because if I was doing what I'm supposed to be doing, this should be easy. And <laughs> Wrong. Pressure shows up for the word's sake, not any other reason. Once you got word, you better hang on because pressure is coming. See it? You got this? You want to see it again? Pop it into King James. She's got it. Look at 414. Let them see it. And I'm not, I'm not going quick. There ain't no sense of quick. This is the most important chapter. I'm telling you now, Mark chapter 4 is the most, as far as I'm concerned, is the most important chapter in the whole Bible. You should read it 100 times. Get it in you. He said the whole book's like a seed. Yes and amen. You know what yes and amen means to every promise? Yes, and you can have it. Now you got to go get it and put it in the garden in your heart and hold on. They don't just all come to pass. You got to put them in your heart. Now watch this. The sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside where the word is sown. Satan comes immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their where? Their heart. So stop. When you hear the word, where does it go? It goes in your heart. It doesn't go in your head because it's not to be intellectually understood. It's to be spiritually received. Did you get that? Goes in your spirit and in your spirit renews your mind. Your mind does not renew your spirit. It's reversed. People say, explain it wrong. They say, oh, it goes in your head and it trickles down your foot. No, it does not. It's not meant to go in your head. Your head is dense. You're naturally minded people. So am I. It's not renewed enough to receive it. God puts it where it can grow in the garden of your heart. So the minute you hear it, it goes in your spirit. Mm. What do you do when it goes in your spirit? Hopefully you're not a rejecter. Because yeah. once you reject, you forfeit. Mm. You have to be an acceptor of the truth you hear. Mm-hmm. Why do I reject? Because you don't understand. Why do you not understand? You don't have enough evidence. Why do you not have enough evidence? Because you don't have enough scriptural proof. Why do you not have enough scriptural proof? You got to go find it. A judge has never been at the scene of a crime. He doesn't even know what you're talking about. He just looks at evidence. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. 
Why do we have a problem with it? Because we reject it. Why do we reject it? Don't understand it. Want to see it? Matthew 13. Why do I reject? Because I have not been persuaded to produce a belief. Why, why have I not been? God's been trying to persuade people to believe him from the beginning of time. Are you okay? You tracking me? You see what I'm saying? I'm going to show you how it happens. This marriage is so jacked up, what's that little seed going to do? Change it. Trust the process. That kid is so hell-bent. Are you kidding me? Hold on to that little promise. Hang on. That seed could turn this whole thing around. Your problems look so big, that word looks so small, you forfeit the word because you live by what you see and not by what you believe. But I got news for you. That word is so powerful, Jesus said, I lift it above my name. And last time I checked, his name is the most powerful force in the earth. Amen. See it? You got to trust the word, man. We ain't, look, man, the church ain't word people. They're excitement people. They ain't word people now. You word people. I'm not picking on the body, but they want, they want to go run around the room. I want to run around the room too, but give me something to run that last. Your feelings will wear out. This is how you get it. You want it? This is for the want it. This is how you get it. Yeah, this is, this is the word of faith which we preach. Are you getting this? Choosy, you got me? Watch 13. She got it. You know that one I used in 13? Was that 13, 18? Yeah, there you go. The seat, yeah, let's put it in King James and let them, let me see this because I want you to understand this because this will be good. I'm changing things around as we go, but, you know, sometimes you got to run air traffic for control, so let's just do it, okay? Is that all right? Okay, so look at it over here in the King James. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. It's a different name. When any one, now read it. You're you smart, man. You guys are so smart. Isn't this fun? Yes. It's like teaching by Bible study on Sunday morning. Do you, you're going to get it, man. Read the Bible. When anyone hears the word of Canaan, how does faith come? By what? And hearing what? Hearing the word of God. So when you hear the word of God, what comes? Faith. faith. For what? Stop. Stop. Faith for what? Faith for what? Faith for what you heard. If you hear by his stripes you're healed, what faith came? Healing faith. If you hear he's going to prosper you according to his riches and glory, what kind of faith did you hear? Prosperity, Prosperity faith. If I want wheat, what do I plant? Wheat. If I want corn, what do I plant? Corn. If I want potatoes, what do I plant? Potatoes. Come on, are you here? If you want money, there's a money tree. Amen. If you want healing, there's a healing tree. Yes. If you want peace in your home, there's a married tree. Yes. There's a restoration tree. There's a peace tree. It's all a seed. The word of God is like it unto a where's your seed? That's a seed book, baby. Yep. Go in the seed book. Use it like a Rolodex. Go find what you need. Put it in your heart. Let it grow. Yeah. But here you go. Watch this. When anyone hear it, the word of kingdom. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Oh, that's cute though. And understand it not, then come a who? And do what? Capture it away from where? Sown in his heart. Stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Breaks. How did that joker take what was in my spirit? Because my heart is not my blood pump. It's my spirit where it's supposed to grow in the garden of my heart and incubate and produce the right kind of fruit. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask me whatever it is you will. This guy, not the blood pump, the spirit man. How did he get, in my, how did he get what was in my spirit and taking it? Because you rejected it. Because whatever you do not understand, you reject as a believer. That's why hearing is not enough. You must accept what you hear to be the truth the moment you hear it. Otherwise, you forfeit it. Mm -hmm. mm, so good. Well. Did you understand what I just said? Yep. Yes, so it comes to you. Faith comes by hearing. Boom. Now you hear it. And guess what showed up? Faith. Guess how fast faith goes? As fast as you reject what you heard. Yep. That's why you got to hear again. And you go like, this is what happens. My problems are so big. What's that word going to do? Rejector. And then some people get good at it. They plant it. But now here comes pressure and they forfeit it. We're going to get in this all month long. I got to give you these points though today. Is that okay? Yes. I'm going to give you five points quick to get the ball rolling so you can reverse this. Because I didn't like going to church. I went, every week was a cliffhanger. Come back next week and we'll be more confused than we were the first week. Unbelievable. 
wore me out. That's why I'm doing what I do now. No, that's what I'm doing. That's why I wrote that book. And they wrote those books. Because I went, and I, nobody could give you the answers. And I'm not saying we got the thing. I'm like, how do I do this? I don't know what to do. Mark chapter 4, I was hearing. How many of us heard? I heard all the time. But my problems looked bigger than what I heard, and I couldn't see how it was going to happen. So lack of understanding means faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. I got so tired of that. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Just keep hearing, 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 hearing. How much hearing till something happens? How much hearing till we do something? And then he would say, knock and keep on knocking and ask and keep on asking. And blah, 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 blah. I was like, it, was, it was crazy. The Bible says, knock and you'll open. Ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. They say, keep on seeking, 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 seeking. I got so tired of seeking, seeking, seeking. I didn't know where I was. Just keep hearing, brother. Just keep hearing. Putting tape recorders on in the middle of the night because you're going to wake up in the morning and be a spiritual giant. Well, put French on and play it all night long and get up and go, parlez-vous français, parlez-vous français. Get out of here, man. Cut it out. Go to bed. Get up in the morning and be an acceptor of truth, man. Stop this stuff. It's how you get it. So now we're going to get it. So let me give you these five. Now, let me, let me, let me give you my five points today that I have for you to give you supernatural success in life and come back every week and we're going to build on this, Okay. Okay. Is that okay, Mr. Schmidt? Is that all right? Okay, I'll make sure. As long as you say it's okay, it's okay. Now, I want you to get this up. You see what I'm saying? So I, was, I, 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 had, I had lack of understanding, and lack of understanding doesn't mean you're bad, because I want you to look at me. You have faith, Amen. and you guys are not rejectors. You understand that? You guys just, you guys all did what I did. You didn't accept some truths because I didn't understand the process. But once you look at the power of seed, you start understanding, wait a minute now, I got to stick it in the ground and ride out the pressure. Because yeah. I got news for you. What makes the seed break open? Pressure. pressure. Now it's starting to make sense. Oh, wait a minute. When the pressure shows up, baby, we're getting close to a breakthrough. Yeah. Hey, you missed a great place to catch me. Did you get what I just said? What makes a natural seed break open? Pressure. Come on. Pressure. So when the pressure shows up, you closer than the promise you've ever been, man. Stop. You know, oh, God, pressure. I'm, I'm like addicted to pressure. I'm looking for pressure. I'm starting projects that make my life pressure filled. Why? Because I want to be closest to the promise that I could possibly be. So the closer I get to the pressure. Hey, anybody farming here? Because I know nothing about farming. Okay? But I listen to this guy. Anybody a farmer? Anybody close to being a farmer? Anybody any good at farming? They told me there was more work on the farm when it was harvest time than any other time. Is that true? Yes. Well, then praise be to God. What do you think is going to happen when you get close to your promise? It's going to look like everything's going bonkers. It's going to look like there's a lot of work. It's going to look like I got to hang on. It's going to look like pressure's on every corner. But I know this, just like that. And you know what's funny about a seed? You got to go stick it in a dark place and pack it down and leave it there and let it die and let pressure do its work. How many feel like you're dying on the inside? How many feel like you've been trapped in darkness for a season? You know what I mean? You've thought like, oh my God, they forgot about me. I got news for you. Let the pressure do its work. Become a pressure junkie and stay there long enough and say, press me till I break open. I'm not letting go of what I got. I'm not letting go of this. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm hanging on no matter what. When pressure shows up, get excited. Go, praise be to God. Here he comes. Let's go. All right. Five things you got to hang on to. I'm going to give them to you quick because this will get the ball rolling. Then we can build on these every week thereafter. One, five steps to activate the word of God in your life. Number one, you must locate the seed that you need. Man, if you want apples, find apples. You want pears, plant pears. You want, so what do you need? Locate the seed. What do you need from the word of God? How many need some peace seeds? He'll keep him on perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon the Lord. Go find your scripture. What's the word of God likened to? A seed. Where do you plant it? In your heart. A farmer must understand this. If he wants rice, he plants rice. If he wants corn, he plants corn. To be effective, you need to understand what do you want first? Okay? You want prosperity, you want healing, you want direction, you need peace, 
You want a promotion? You need wisdom? What do you want? You must ultimately be able to define your desire. Whatsoever you, Mark 11, 23, 24, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have. What do you want? And then how do I know I can have it? You find scriptural proof, you can have it. You got scriptural proof for it? As long as you got scriptural proof, you can have access to it. Ain't that good news? Yes, it is. And don't get mad at people when they go, you know, bigger than you and like, oh, I got a faith for this and you don't have faith for it. Don't get mad. That's what they got faith for. I don't, I got buddies, man. They dream so big, they scare me. They scare me. I celebrate. I, I, you know what I like? I like to get all this stuff they get. Praise the Lord, because I could just use it, and I don't even know how it works, but I was like, yeah, pick me up in that. They got crazy faith, these dudes. I just go, what? I had one call me up this week, man, they're doing these projects. I was like, dude, that's, that's like multiple millions of dollars. I said, yeah, bro, I'll believe God with you, man, but you know what? That's on you. You guys ready? He's like, I'm ready. I was like, go. You got the guys? Do it. That's your business. Ain't my business. I just got to agree with you. That's all I got to do. My job's easy. Believe God? That's simple. You got to come up with $20 million, not me, bro. I was like, praise be to God. Glory to God. Have fun there. You know, but it was kind of funny, but I was like, but I said, nothing becomes dynamic until you become specific. Right. Don't ever forget that with God. God don't want to hear vague. You don't have details. God's not getting dynamic yet because you don't even know what you want. Nothing becomes dynamic until you become specific. And God ain't in deep, like, oh, I just want this. Nah, you better get detailed with God. He's a detail kind of God. He likes details. You know, all you OCD people, all, I don't even know. That's not mean. But, you know, all you people got to have everything all like, if I, oh, we didn't do this, it, all perfect. Like, you know, like, oh, it's got to be six inches by nine inches by 12 inches. It's got to be this. And the light's got to be at level seven. And, you know, all you people like that, you're going to love God because he's whack. <laughs> he's whack. God's whack. He's like, I want, the, I want the candlesticks like this. I want the drapes cut to here. That dude is polished. You know what's funny? You want to know what's really funny? Can I give you this a bunny trail? The closer I get to him, the more precise I become in my personal life. Oh, I'm like, I see everything wrong in the room. It's almost unbearable. It really is, bro. I've seen everything jacked up. I've seen this hole over there. That thing don't look right. There's a spot over there. I'm like, dude, I got to go. I can't, you can't live with yourself. Because God is such a detailed guy. You get real close to him. You start noticing everything that's broken. Because you know you're here to fix it. Because you're a problem solver. Yeah, but you can't get frustrated. You got to learn how to be patient with people because they're not seeing what you see. And the problem with people is you don't, you don't have enough character yet. Because the promise hasn't cultivated your character long enough where God will let you speak into people's life because you'll be too rough. You know what I mean? So don't let that affect you. He'll mature you to the point where He'll let you get like those kind of things, and then you'll just learn how to handle handle it better. Because you got to be, you want to be kind. You don't want to be a jerk. A lot of guys do what I do are jerks, you know. But don't be a jerk, you know, because it's not cool. You know how come you know you know what you want to know why you you want to know why you don't be goofy when you get places because you remember what it felt like when people didn't weren't nice to you. You know, it's not nice. Be nice to people. They don't get it. They're growing, you know what I mean? Always be kind. If you're going to err, err on kindness. Yeah. You know? Because that's what God would do. People don't know. Some people don't know. Even the people that are blatantly, willfully doing whatever, they just don't, they don't know. It's kind of sad, really. It hurts your heart, but it's like, you know, you're like, you don't really know. Because if you knew what you were doing, you wouldn't be doing that. Right. So you can't know what you're doing. So it makes you humble, you know? Just be humble. Plant the seed, number two. You must plant, so did you get that? Yeah. The first one, I got to know what I want. What do you need? It's going to take a little work. Google it for crying out loud. This is so easy. We used to have to have 15 different books. Remember that? Yeah. Remember all the Bible study books? You used, to have, you used to have a lexicon and this thing and a concordance and this and a thesaurus and the volumes of books. And you used to have a library. It was like forever. Now you got an iPad for crying out loud. You can do everything. You can go get esword.net and do all this stuff for free. I'm like, oh, my God, in heaven, this is easy. You guys, let me tell you, you got no excuse. You got Google for crying out loud. I told him on Thursday, my dad was laughing. He made me laugh the other day. My mother, I said, so I said, hey, Siri, call the kids. One of them, I think I said, call Luca. I said, hey, Siri, call Luca. And the thing goes, okay. He calls. My dad goes, what the heck? Look, it's there. Did you hear it? Did you hear Siri? Hey, Siri. Where'd you go? She really is. 
Oh, my God. Let's call him. Let's see what he's doing. Hey, Siri. Call Luca and find out why he's not in church. Oh, like forget it. We're going to, we're preaching. Leave me alone. So I talk, right? So he goes, I didn't know the thing. My, my mother, my mother goes like, the, she, she'll, she won't be quiet. The thing. My mother goes, Siri knows everything. Yep. We live in a generation right now. You could get access to anything on your phone, on this goofy thing. I just did it. Yep. Why do you not have those scriptures? Oh, she got to be quiet now. Shut up. All right. So are you getting what I'm saying? Are you pulling this in? Google it. Go get it. Go find it. Like, hey, I need peace. Where's these scriptures of peace? Where's it? It's free. Yeah. Bible Gateway is free. This stuff is easy, man. Yes. Go get little index cards. Write them out. Don't put 5,000. Walk around with it in your purse. Put it in your pocket. Look at one a week. You got 52 scriptures at the end of the year about promises that God gave you. Yes. Put a little work in. Put something in your heart, man. I don't know. Maybe your mind's a little bit. Hey, he'll keep his, your mind in peace. He'll keep your family. He'll do some stuff. He'll do, maybe it's kids. Maybe it's promises. I don't know what it is, but you got to make sure you what? You get the ball rolling. You got it? Number one, you got it. What was number two? You got to plant the seed in your heart. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, look at Psalms 1 and 3, right? You know what it says, and you can put it in King James. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the Lord. The Lord, he meditates therein day and night. He's what? He's up there, right? He's going to bring forth his fruit in his season. It's not going to wither, man. Come on. It's like Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you're going to meditate therein day and night, that you observe to do everything that is written according therein. And then you're going to what? Be prosperous and have good success. Meditate. You got to meditate on it. That's how you get it in your heart. You got to hear it. Everybody write this down. Hear it. Faith comes by. Once you hear it goes in your heart. Don't reject what you hear. Once you hear it, hang on. Don't let go. Don't look at situations, circumstances. Just don't say nothing. Okay? Meditate. Hear. Meditate. You know what meditate is? Think it over, over, over. Mutter, mutter, mutter. Over, mutter, over, mutter, over, mutter. And I taught you how to meditate in here. Look at me. Ready? This is how you meditate, right? This is the best meditation thing I learned. Watch this. Right? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Is that Okay? That one you like? Yep. Pick it up. Greater. 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 Is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The greater one lives in me. I'm greater in the situations. I'm greater in the circumstances. I'm greater than what I'm facing. I'm bigger because the God that's in me. Greater is he that's in me. Is he that's in me than he's in the world. Now pull it back down. Greater is he that's in me. Greater is he that's in me. He's in me. He's living in me. He's moving to me. He's, got, he's in me. Meditate. He's in me. In your mouth. Mouth. Mutter. Speak. Speak. Over and over. Greater is he that's in me. But when you pick it up, you what? You magnify the in me. He's in. He ain't in. Why do we do this? God. Do this. God. Hey. Hey. Where are you? You're in here. You're in here. People. Oh, my help comes from there. No, your help comes from right here. He's in here. Know ye not your body's the temple of living God? Stop giving me this business. I know it's a posture. Like, God, come down. No, God, come out. Get on me. God within coming upon like a blanket. Put them on. Talk to yourself there. Okay, you got that plant. Everybody say plant. I'm going to talk about this for all months. So just chill. We don't got to do them all. But I don't like leaving you with like, how do I do this? You might be your own time visiting. Some of you might not like the place, but I don't know what's wrong with you. Three, water the seed. You got to water it, man. Would you stick, do you stick, do you stick seeds in the ground and not rains, right? Comes, rain, water. How do you water it? With the washing of the water of the word. You got to keep speaking it. Let me explain. You got to speak it over and over and over and you got to strengthen it. Now, let me explain this to you, right? After planting, you need to water the seed. You don't ignore the seed and hope it survives on its own. By thinking daily on those words in that scripture, we locate the strength of watering. Okay? Is that okay? Yeah. Ephesians 5.26 says this. What? Cleansing us through the showering of the water of the word. So how do you do it? You just keep watering it. You just keep watering that scripture. What? Like, say, you're, say you need love. You got a love seed. Man, I'm not walking in love, man. How many of you feel like you need a little love walk? Don't raise your hand. But you know, you're, my love walk's off. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm jacked up. Go read it in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love doesn't get jealous. Love doesn't boil over. Love isn't envious. Love is all. You go read that every day. You put that seed in you. You read love. Read it in the Amplified Bible to change life. It does not remember a suffered wrong. 
Come on, man. You start reading that every day. So now you put the seed in your heart and you read that every day. Man, you're going to start being less touchy. You are, man. You're going to start being nice in traffic. That's a miracle. If I can do that, God, you know there's a God in heaven. Oh, my God, right? You'll start being nice in traffic. I'm not going to confess that scripture over my life. So, Dre, four. You got four. You got to water it. You got to read it over. You got to. Did you get what I'm saying here, though? You got you to find the seed that you need, right? You got to go survey the seed. You got to plant it. You got to plant it. How many you got to plant it? Then you got to water it. You know what I mean by water it? You got you to go what? Read it over. Read it over. Read it over. Read, bring your remembrance. Four, you got to nurture it. You know what I mean by nurture it? You got to nurture it or you basically have to keep yourself in remembrance of it. Okay? And what I like, I called it for, I changed it around a little bit for you guys. But in the morning service, I said this. This is the thing. You have to make sure you practice the word that you have planted. That is nurturing it as far as I'm concerned. So this is what I do. I'm going to give you secrets, okay? If I'm meditating on seeds of prosperity... I'm walking around all day long Amen. trying to be a blessing. So I'm trying to, I'm buying you coffee. I'm in the shop. I'm trying. Why? Because I got to keep that thing flowing even though that seed's incubating. I'm keeping the, you see what I'm saying? I'm sowing kindness. If I'm, if I'm getting there, I'm encouraging somebody. Why? Because I got to practice what the seed is that I planted even though it's incubating inside me and I haven't seen the fulfillment of it yet, okay? It means you got to stop speaking based on your conditions, situations, and circumstances and start speaking based on the seed you planted. You get that? So if you're, you got a healing seed, you got to stop talking sick. You got to start talking well. If you got a money seed, you got to start talking money and stop talking broke. You got a restoration seed, you got to stop talking disconnect and start talking connect. You got a restoration relationship, you got to go out of your way. You have to become an eliminant, uh, this is what I call it, uh, the keys to restoration. I'm good at this. Yeah, I am. I will not let distance become between you and me. I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I know how to fight distance elimination. Most people get mad and create distance, and that's the biggest mistake you can make. The person who will eliminate the distance can salvage relationship. Wow. Most people who are distance eliminators are going to be successful because they're not going to allow offense come in between. Yeah. So some, some of you that I know like that, I ain't going to let nothing squash it out. I forgave you before you did it. Let's go. Come on. See what I'm saying? So you have to become a distance eliminator in some relationships. Yes. You know what I mean by that? Yes. Are you getting it? Yes. A distance limit, you, you must, when distance shows up, you eliminate it. Don't let it wander. Don't let it linger. Don't let it stay. Why? Because here's the thing. Too much time in between leaves too many devils room to run. You start thinking stuff you shouldn't be thinking. It ain't even true. It's lies. So eliminate distance. We got a problem? No. Nah. Me and Billy, I'll never have a problem. Billy, we've been waiting too long. No. It'll be done. It would be done in a second. I'd... Solve it. Boom. It's done. What's wrong? I screwed up. You screwed up. Somebody screwed up. It's done. Let's go. Right. See what I'm saying? You got to be eliminated this stuff. I'm telling you, listen to me. Why? Because here's the thing. I got to practice this word. So that might be there. How about this? Uh, whatever it is. I got to pick up a phone. I got to call somebody. Right. Why? Because if you're going to create restoration in certain things, you're going to have to go out of your way. Love goes out of the way and does what's most beneficial for the recipient, not what's most beneficial for me. Wow. That's love. Love doesn't go, hey, you do it like this, Jerry. You, you, you give, you give. No, 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 no. I do what's most beneficial for you, even though I don't want to do it because I know it benefits you. That's what love does. That's what Jesus did. He knew it was most beneficial for you, so he went up on a cross. It wasn't beneficial for him. It was agony for him, but he did it for you. See the difference? But everybody says, I love, 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 I love you. I love you. Yeah, you love me, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you love me. You going to die for me? No. No. It's a good answer. I love you. Talk's cheap, man. Yeah, talk's cheap. I love, I, love, I love you. I love you. Okay, then talk's cheap. No, to prove it. The proof of love is your will. I got like 27 proofs of love. One of them is your willingness to listen. So if you ain't willing to listen, you don't love. 
Another one is the proof of spending time. Yeah, you're all love, love. Yeah, say, ooh, yeah. That's good. That's for another day. Just leave it. You know what I'm saying? All the girls are like, just keep talking, just keep talking. Yeah, the girls are like, what's wrong with him? No, he's, he's learning. Come on. So just say, are you getting this, though? Are you seeing this? The willingness to listen to all this stuff like this? Okay, so are you going to start speaking based upon condition and circumstances or what you planted? Instead of saying all these affirmations that don't line up to what you've planted in your heart, you got to nurture the seed and not speak out of that stuff. You got to speak out what he planted. Does that make sense? So I got this seed and I'm nurturing it. I'm kind of protecting it. And while I'm protecting it, I'm doing this. I'm not going to let my mouth undo it because I don't want to forfeit it. That's why you can't get in strife. That's why you cannot get in strife. Don't get in strife. You forfeit seed. That's why you can't cannot get offended. That was one of the things. How many get offended? Because of pressure. Now listen, because people think problems showed up because of God. They didn't show up because of God. The affliction and persecution ariseth for the word's sake. So you know why you got problems? You got word. And it's trying to come and take the word. So as long as you hold on to the word, you're going to have to push through some problems. You, you believe me? Yes. I'm telling you the truth. Absolutely. So that's what happens. So what do you do in the minute problems show up? What am I doing wrong? I got news for you. It's probably what you're doing right. And five, you got to protect the seed. Now, you thought nurturing was protecting it. No. At all costs, you must make up your mind to trust the word no matter what your circumstances and situations and experiences are saying. You got to protect this need, okay? Okay? Protect it with everything you got. There is going to be things that are going to come while you're developing in these seeds that are going to contradict. There's going to be things that are going to come. Your bank account's going to say something different. Your doctor report's going to say something different. Situations are going to say something different. Everything's going to say something different. But I want you to understand this. The protection is the key because the last stage before the harvest shows up is the greatest pressure you've ever seen, and you got to protect that thing. You can't let it go, man. So right at the end, hang on and hold on. Don't let it go no matter what because you're nurturing it and you're speaking out of it, but in the end, man, there's going to be pressure that shows up. Have you ever had such a pressure-filled season and you're like, oh, my God, it feels like things are going to blow up, and then like the next two weeks or something like that, Boom, you break out into this brand new thing. You're like, oh, my God, all this stuff happened and all this awesome stuff God did. And this is so awesome. And you're like, no, no wonder why. When you look back, no wonder why this was crazy. Look at this new harvest I'm in and all this great stuff I'm in. But if you didn't protect that seed, you might have quit. You will reap if you faint not. So we're going to start applying this stuff. So I'm going to teach you all month long. We're done. Okay? You did good. Number one, I got to go find some seed. I got to get specific about this thing, find some seed. When I got to get it, once I get it, I got to plant it. I got to leave it in my heart. Don't forfeit it. Don't reason it out. Don't reject it. Don't let lack of understanding mess you up. How do you create understanding? Two or three witnesses. Go get some scriptural proof. Does that make sense? The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established as a truth. So what's that mean? Evidence. Go get some evidence. Scriptural evidence. Okay, you got it? Then what do I do after I do that? Come on. What do I got? I found it. I planted it. I water it. Right? Think about it. Meditate in it. Roll it around. Keep it close. Keep it plugged in, right? Then I'm nurturing it. What am I feeding it? I'm speaking it. Kind of like the same thing with the meditate, but they work together to help me cultivate this thing. Just a little bit different, right? And then what do I do last? Man, I hang on for dear life, man. Don't let this thing go. Why? I got to protect that thing, man. So it's like a natural seed. If you stuck a natural seed in the ground, you wouldn't just blast it with a hose after you first. It'll go up. <laughs> right? You don't just leave it there and start taking a shovel and undig it up what you did with your mouth. Right. Leave it in the ground, man. Leave it alone. Pack it down. Just be cool with it. Start letting the pro- Now, here's the thing. Is a seed a process? Okay. So how many would freak out right now if we went down to the local hardware store Got a bag of seeds, and I came in here and said, hey, let's go plant these in the front yard. They're, I don't know, lilies for crying out loud. I don't even know what I'm talking about. And we go put them in the thing, and we stick them in the ground, and we read the back of the package. You know what's crazy when you go to seed store? Some of the things, when you flip them around, it goes, takes four to six weeks to grow. 
You know what I'm saying? Some of this stuff takes four to six months to grow. Some of it takes four to six years to grow. Depends what we're planting. You ever get like, you ever see like they got those little trees? Like those thin little trees? I, I, I got a story, right? I'm going to Bible school and they'll tell you, take a picture of that thing one day. The neighbor goes, I got a fig tree. You want it? I said, yeah, that's cool, man. Let's grow figs. This will be neat. I don't know nothing about this stuff. It was a stick. No, it was a stick. Am I kidding? It was a stick. It was a sprick of a stick in dirt. I put it on the side of the house. I left. Went to Bible school. Came back. That thing is ginormous now. 20-something years later, the thing takes up the soil. Sean will tell you. He cuts the lawn. The whole side of the house, it's like a big old root. It was a stick. That was 26 years ago. Whatever. I don't know. 20 some odd years ago, now that things are tree on the side of the house, started with a stick. Yeah. I didn't see the potential in that stick. Right. I didn't even think the thing was going to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's a tree on the side of the house. Amen. Got more figs, you know what to do with. Go to their house, you want figs. But are you here? <laughs> are you seeing what I'm saying? So the potential was in the stick. I didn't see the potential in the stick when I stuck it on the side. I just stuck it and forgot about it. Right. Left. Figured out, come back and now, day and night, I don't know how. Now I see the blade in the ear and the full kernel in the ear. Now you got bumper crops. Are you here? Amen. Come on. What potential has that little seed got? Same potential to produce fruit in your life like you never can. And I'm going to tell you right now, the fruit that you want to see developed in your life that lasts, that other people can see, is the fruit that you plant and do right. And if you don't do it any other way, it ain't going to work. You got to plant it. You got to leave it. You got to keep it. And you got to expect it to work. All right, man? Praise the Lord. Just close your eyes. Listen, I'm going to pray for you right there. And then they're going to come and get you saved up if you're there. But if you're in here today... I want you to just think about this. Just close your eyes right there. I just want you to ask yourself here. If there's something you want to do in your life with this seed, I want you to allow this principle and process to take place. I really do. I want you to allow this thing. I don't care. You want to lift your hands, you can lift your hands, whatever you want to do. But if you're in here today and you say, today's my day of allowing the seed of God to take root in my heart like never before. I'm going to start this process and I'm not going to quit. I want you to say this with me out loud. Just say, Jesus, today I've learned power and principles within a seed. From this moment forward in my life, I'm going to be a seed person. I'm going to find the seed of the Word of God. I'm going to plant it in my heart. I'm going to transform my future. Thank you, Father, for transforming my life. From this moment forward, I'm going to protect it, I'm going to keep it, and I'm going to watch it grow in my life and in my family's life, and I'm going to transform my future by the Word of God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, and everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.